left our agents, shit hit the fan. They traveled into Mustang after they found out that Katie had been kidnapped. Currently, their RAV4 stopped on Akron Road or 6th Avenue, whichever you want to call it, in between 1st and 2nd Street. It's turned sideways facing north with the spike strip just to its east. There is a crowd of people gathered out in front of the Isaldo movie theater and people are being gunned down. Other town members are actually attacking at other houses. And our agents are pinned down. A sniper from up on high took a shot at one of the wheels and actually blew out the passenger side tire. The crowd is chanting, Aya, Dagan, Aya. And our agents are looking where to go next. As we're behind the car, I call into the radio. Overwatch, we have snipers, take them out. Eyes, can you see the hostage? No hostage sighted. Don't see snipers at the moment. Looking for him and gonna tag him. I look at the other three around me. We have to get off the street. Go south. Wait for smoke. And I'm gonna pull out a smoke grenade and roll it out in front of us, kind of under the car, to give us a smoke screen. And as soon as I think it's enough, I call, go, go right. Smoke starts to billow. Even though it's not a tear gas, it still does have a horrible smell, and it does burn your eyes a bit. And the sun is just starting to creep up and peer directly down 6th Avenue, directly in your line of view. All right, as soon as I think we have enough smoke to move, I'm going to put a hand on on Quinn's shoulder and direct her in the right direction, because I don't think she's been in this kind of situation before. Yeah, and she'll go in that direction I'll head south, running in a, in a little bit of a crouch like I've seen in the movies, and look for the most convenient building to get covered behind, if there is one. The very small stationary building that you folks had visited a few days ago. Okay, so I'll go around the back side of that building. As soon as you round the corner, you see that there's a man standing there. He pulls out a pistol, and he's about to fire. I'll shoot him. Give me a firearms roll. 48 is a success. No, it's not. 48 out of 43. I thought I had 50, but I was wrong. I have a question for you. Is this a slug or is this a regular birdshot? That is a slug. It is a slug. It misses. He lets out a yell. Everyone else hears the gun fire real close as River was the first one around the corner. What is everyone else doing? Quinn takes out her gun. Or she already had her gun out, probably. Quinn is actually the next one around the corner. And you see his gun is kind of up in the air because he was taken back with shock. She's going to shoot without thinking. Okay. Let's see how these digital dice treat me. Oh, hell yeah. 16 out of 40. Go ahead and roll for damage. I just have a pistol, so... It should be a D10. Okay. Three. 
You shoot him, and he stumbles backward and falls over, and he's yelling and just screaming. His gun falls to the ground, and it kind of skitters away. You just shot a person. She's on adrenaline. She's going to keep advancing and grab her stun gun. Okay. You tase him since he's on the ground, and it shocks him, and his body goes into spasms. Rowan, you round the corner as well, and you see this, and River, you're collecting yourself as it. And Rooster, you're pulling up behind. Well, the action's already happened. That's fine. I was playing rear guard and watching the street anyway. Yeah, I'm going to move up alongside the person that Quinn has on the ground, kick the gun away from his hand to make him a little bit less dangerous, and then just immediately start scanning because I remember that the Marsh house was fairly close by. Yes, the Marsh house is very close by. You see that the door is open. Okay, do I see any movement in there? Uh, no, you do not. Gun in both hands, move up and around to the corner of the stationery store and start looking to, to, to see if there's anyone that I can start picking off. Okay. You do see that there are a, a lot of people in there. There's about 30 people, and it looks like maybe half of them are corralling the rest. And you see that there are some dead bodies already down on the ground. Some of them have weapons, some don't. Does it look like anyone in that corralling group is a particular leader, or are they all just sort of hive mind? They're all just kind of hive mind. They're all just doing their own thing. All right, then I'm going to aim at the one closest to me who has a weapon. Okay. I actually want to try and stop her before she fires. You put a hand on her shoulder? How do you how do you try to stop her? Yeah, I want to get a hand on her shoulder. That group's not looking at us. There's nothing we can do to stop that many. What is our action here? Lena. Lena. Quinn will look around. It's the guy on the ground. He's still convulsing. Is he saying anything else? He's just saying Lena. I'm going to look at Quinn and look at the guy on the ground. Don't say anything, but just look between them. Answer your phone. And then he stops shaking, and you feel your phone vibrating in your pocket. Okay, she'll take it out. It's Kanika. She'll answer right away. Kanika? Um, there are people here asking about you. Who? Um, they said they're with the government. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't feel so good about this one. Do you think you can get him out? A gunshot fires up. What's what was that? Nico, whoever's there, you're not safe with them. Can you get out? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. Maybe. Try to stay calm. Pretend. Uh, are they listening to you right now? Uh, yeah. Pretend you lost connection. My phone went dead. Okay. Try to get them out of there. All right. All right. I will do that. And then she hangs up. What is everyone else doing? As she picks up the phone, and the guy is, he's not moving, and he seems to have expired. Well, having seen particular briefing documents, I know who Lena is. So I'm glancing at Quinn and down at the guy, and then just looking around to see if there's anyone who is an immediate threat. But antsy, like the idea of waiting for a problem to come to us does not sit well. Yeah, Quinn will hang up and say, they're with my sister. I don't know who, but people are with my sister. Then we have to stop this here. And into the radio I go, eyes, move in. They're slaughtering civilians. On the way, we're moving double time. Guide us. We need to get to that theater. There's a sniper on top of the theater. There's two of them. West-south corner, uh, east-south corner. Can Overwatch get him? Can get east, can't get west. Rooster, what do you need? We need to flank east. Keep going east and we'll work our way around to the other side of the theater. I'll take point. Rowan, take rear. And I'm going to start heading east. 
behind the stationery and behind the grocery store. You're moving pretty quickly, and uh, everyone's following along behind, I presume, yes? Yeah, I'm bringing up the rear. You can see from the edge of the grocery store, from the back edge of the grocery store, you can see the movie theater across the street. There is a large field in front of you. It's barren. There's just dirt, some small barrel cactus, and small, like little, uh, like a small trench, but not even one that you can dig down deep into. It's only maybe three feet deep. And there are people on the street. You do see to your right people being drugged out of their houses. People are screaming and yelling, Let me go! Let me go! You will be a gift to father, you hear uh, one of them call out. Some of the chanting stops, some of it picks up again. The wooden boards that boarded up the front of the theater are being torn down by three men, and someone is pushing something from inside out. It looks like it's a statue of sorts. It's on a dolly. I'm scanning for anybody who's, like, paying attention to us. Give me an alertness roll. 36 out of 51. You see coming up behind you on a bicycle, a blonde-haired kid with thick glasses. You've seen this kid before. He's looking directly at the four of you. With one hand, he flicks open a zipper. Which one is he? Alexander Leninsky. I'll call out, behind us with a lighter. As soon as you say that, he touches the Zippo to his backpack, and he just starts to pedal faster. And you see little sparks coming from something on his backpack. I'm going to look back, and with my experience in domestic terrorism, do I recognize what the hell's going on? You have a very good idea what this is going on. Rooster suicide bomber. I can guess, so I'm going to take a shot at him. I'm taking one step to the side, dropping to a knee, and taking a three-shot burst at him as well. A 91 is not a fumble. Okay. An 18 is a hit. 18 is a hit. Give me a lethality roll, so percentage. 17. Okay, so it's above the lethality, but you do eight points of damage to him. He falls off of the bike. He is maybe 30, 40 feet away. He's not very far. Move! Move! Yeah, I'm going to, like, put my head on Quinn's back and just shove because there isn't time to grab her arm and pull her along with me because we're runners. I know how fast she can go. And we're running into the field because that's the only option at this point to get away from it before it goes. I need everybody to roll a dodge roll. Ooh, we're actually using dodge. Yes. I got a two. Yay! I got a four. Yay! I got a 31, which is still a success. I got a 62, which is not even close to a success. Oh, no. Oh, first the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's it. His ankle gives out from on him or something. Yeah, we're going to say that. You just can't get traction with that foot. You press off on it, and it just gives way. And there is a very loud explosion not far from you. Everybody bolts into the, the field. River tries to run and his ankle gives out and he lands face first and the explosion hits and there's dirt and dust and just concrete thrown into the air. Very similar to what you've seen before, but it came down differently. And uh, you do take three points of damage from the explosion. He's got body armor. Yeah, I've got five points of armor. Then you're fine. You are fine. You're just covered in debris. And shaken, I'm sure. Yes, everyone is shaken. The noise is so loud, everything is silent.
Your hearing is all gone temporarily. You just hear silence. I get up and I grab the back of River's collar, haul him bodily up and just push him to keep running to get across this field. And as we run, I'm going to bring up the rear this time, watching for anyone putting their attention towards us. So the crowd turns and looks, and you see actually at the southern end of the field, there are more people being brought into the middle of town by other members of the town, other members of the cult. We're going to delineate the members of the cult and, and town members. They're not the same. They are an opposed group. Who's running point? Well, if Rooster's running rear, I'll, I'll run point. I was planning on taking point, but if I get the feeling I'm going to be running back and forth the whole time. I'm just running. Yeah, so is Quinn. What is ahead of us? A diner. Quinn, you're second, it seems. I need for you to make a luck roll. 88. 88, okay. Oh, oh, no. Oh, that's not so bad. You feel a pain across your left thigh as a bullet screams past it. Well, screams through it. It causes you to trip up. You do take two points of damage, and it stumbles you. It barely missed. So like a graze. It barely hit. It grazed you. Yes. She has armor on two. I only have my Kevlar vest on. And they're aiming for the legs. And if it's aimed, then it gets around armor. Got it. Can I see who fired? Yes, it is the sniper up on the southwest corner of the building. Do I have a shot? You do have a shot. It's not a great shot, but you have a shot. I'm taking it. Okay. Burst or no? Yeah, it's the carbine is set to burst fire at this point. You got a negative 20 based off of range because it's a bit of a distance away, especially where he's at. Well, since I still have the laser sight on that, that means it's a straight roll. Yep. 14 of 73. All right. Go ahead and roll for your lethality, 10%. 78. All right. So you do 15 points of damage. He is no more. And I'm up and running, following the rest of them. Quinn, you it hurts. It hurts like hell. Holy shit, you shot somebody and you've been shot. This is not a good day. Yeah. And she instinctively like tries to just grab there, put pressure on it while running. Sound begins to come back as everybody makes it to the front of the diner. The glass door is open. There does not seem to be anyone in the diner. I actually wanted to go around behind it, if possible, to get cover from the street. Okay, you're able to do so. And what I want to do is I want to try to loop around the diner so we can come back towards the theater from the east. Because all my instincts are screaming that the theater's where we need to be. That's the center of everything. You hear more gunfire. Actually, you don't hear shit. Now everyone's hearing starts just to ring. It starts off low and it just keeps going and building. You're on the back of the diner, opposite side of the theater. You're on the eastern side of the theater now. Um, it looks as though that you're in a pretty decent area, a pretty safe area. Can I hear anything yet? No. Is anybody talking? Is that, What is everybody else doing? As soon as we're in a fairly a reasonably safe area, I'm going to turn and look at everyone and see the blood on, on Quinn's leg. I want to try to do quick first aid, just to try to keep her moving. Okay. Yeah, I am talking, if anybody hears me. What are you saying? Rooster, what should we do? Yeah, nobody, you see his mouth saying, Rooster, what do we do? Rooster, what do we do? So I see that, 
Yes. I put a finger up to my lips, and then what I'm going to do, because I realize no one else in the group is going to understand if I start giving commands with hand signals, I'm going to sort of vaguely gesture at us, and then a curving loop, and point at the theater, and make kind of a gesture with my hands like towards the back. I'm going to see that, nod, and acknowledge, but I'm already shucking my jacket off to try to do a, a makeshift bandage on Quinn's leg. Go ahead and give me a first aid roll. 22 out of 30. Excellent. Roll 1d4. Yeah. Uh, three. And double it. And you clean out the wound, and Quinn, you're, all of your hit points are restored. Wow. It still hurts like a motherfucker, but it's not going to bother you. All right. Um, when I see what Rooster's doing, I'll, I'll nod and I'll like point to my eyes and then point behind us and, and kind of look there to see if anybody's sneaking up behind us. I shake my head and I point at Rowan and then four fingers and then at me, one finger. Because he trusts Rowan's shooting and alertness and honestly just she's the next best skilled person in a firefight, he wants her watching the rear to see if anyone's coming up behind us. Okay, I'll point to myself and hold up two fingers. I give a thumbs up, then I look at Quinn and give a thumbs up with a head cock. Like, you good? Quinn was like so distracted by getting bandaged and taking that she doesn't know what's going on, so she <laughs> she just puts her thumbs up. All she thinks that he's just asking if she's okay. <laughs> so she just puts her thumbs up. I'll stand up straight, brush brush my knees off, and give Rooster a quick double thumbs up, nod down a, at Quinn's leg, trying to indicate, I've got it as good as I can get, and then me four. I want to peek around the front of the building and look and see if there's anyone between us and where we need to get to get around behind the theater. When you peek around, a chunk of the building explodes near where you're at. I pull back. Can I hear anything yet? It's coming back slowly. And it hurts. And then it, all at once, all of the sounds come back. And it kind of comes back the same for everyone around that time. It's gone from really quiet with that buzz to very loud. Quinn kind of shakes her head. In the radio, I go, Eyes, we had a suicide bomber. Hearing's back. We're pinned down at the diner trying to loop around behind the theater. What's on us? Can't tell right now. I'm dealing with others. And then you hear other groups talking about being engaged. Engaged with enemy. Engaged with combatants. Engaged with combatants. Shit. One down. All right. Peel them back. I pull out a smoke grenade and toss it into the street in the general direction of the theater so we can go around behind it. You hear Ortega. I see smoke. Is That's that you? Us. That's us. We're going behind it. Okay. Roger. And then I look behind me at the other three and give a gesture kind of cutting forward and I start moving. So I take it you're moving to the, the movie theater. My goal is to get around to the back of the movie theater where that locked door was that we couldn't get into last night. Shit, was that last night? No, it was a few nights ago. I can't keep track anymore. You get to the house across the street as you guys run, haul ass across the street as fast as you can. The house itself is a two-story house. The door is kicked open. There's a bloody handprint on the door. The chanting is still continuing. There's more and more people that are gathered out in front of the movie theater. They're now up to about 50, maybe 60 people, with about 20 of them being non-combatants. And this house, like I said, the door burst open, and it's alongside. It's next door to the movie theater. Um, you can possibly go around the house as well, but you don't see anyone else right nearby. 
Senya, I want to keep going around behind the house and head towards the back of the theater, but keeping eyes open everywhere. Yeah, and I'm watching behind us. Rooster is moving forward. The three of you notice that the statue has been pulled out into effectively the square of the town, if you will. It's about 16, 15 feet tall, and it is of a fish man with his arms up and his head thrown back in supplication, kind of as though that he's accepting something. This is Father Dagon, and the blood is beginning to flow in the street as though it were rain. You get around to the back of the house, and you see clear across the way, and there is a white panel van there that's open, has the two doors open, and you also see a shrimp burrito food truck also there, blocking your direct view of the back door. Are there doors open on the panel van or the truck? Just the back doors of the panel van. Which one's closer? The shrimp truck. I want to go towards the back of the shrimp truck so I can see if there's anyone inside. Carefully. Give me a stealth roll. 46 of 50. You see someone in there and he's looking around and he's got a cleaver and he's covered in blood. Burst. Okay. 27. And then go ahead and roll for damage. Ot one. Okay. He's dead. And then I move to the panel van. Same thing. I want to see if there's anyone in there. There is not anyone in the panel van. You hear gunfire coming from all around you. Everyone does. You see a couple marines to the north, a good distance away, a good couple hundred meters. A small rifle team, actually, of three of them, are pinned down and they're in a firefight with someone that's shooting out of a house. And it seems as though that they are outnumbered, but they are in a defensive position. They do have cover, but if somebody came up from behind them, it would be bad. Are we behind them? How are they situated? Like, which direction are they in? You are kind of behind them. They are to the north of you. There is a pretty large open desert area. There's some fences and a bunch of manufactured houses throughout here and other homes. And you see that they're behind a green electrical box and uh, another pedestal. And one's behind a giant rock. Do we have a clear view of any of the people firing on them? You do have a one shot of someone that's taken up a firing position from one of the patios or porches. Then Can I'm I... going to take that shot. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to aim first, and then you get the shot off before I do. The only thing is, you've got a shotgun, and if the fire team is between us and the target, I'm... He's using a slug. He's firing with slugs. But still, depending on how far away that is. Go ahead and give me a roll. Minus 20 because of distance, because River doesn't necessarily know the distance on things. 96. All right. I rolled a 49, if that makes any difference. Afterward, you're able to follow up with the shot. So go ahead and give me a give me a, a yeah. lethality roll. 56. Okay, so you do 11 points of damage to that person. That person is no more. On the radio, I call. Eyes, who's the fire team ahead of us? It's Bill. Fire team Bill. Bill, can you, cu- can you cut the power from that box? Uh, yeah. Good idea. And then you hear, you hear a woman go, Nuke incoming. And then somebody's like, Reynolds, grenade, sounds good. And you see them gather and then someone pops a smoke grenade and they all take off and then there's a large explosion a few moments later. So what did that take out power-wise? You start to see houses go dark, but it is it is dawn. And the big light on the back of the movie theater goes dark. Excellent. Bill, cover us, moving in. Roger. And assuming the other three have my back, I'm moving towards that back door of the theater. The padlock is gone. 
I'm moving close behind him. Is the door unlocked? I mean, can I open it? Yes, you can open it. Open it, checking corners immediately. It opens up to a hallway that goes right and left, and there is a large wall in front of you. It's exceptionally dark in here. There are some red lights that are emergency lights. You feel that you are behind the main screen. It's a wall or it's a screen? It's a wall. It's a wall. And you can either go right or left. I'm going left, again, hoping that the others are following and trusting that Rowan knows to watch our back, especially in this kind of situation. Yeah, and as soon as I step into the theater and see how dark it is, my glasses are often in my pocket so I can see better. Who has the lowest stealth skill? Probably me. I only have base. I I have the base. Which one of you wishes to roll this, their stealth roll for the group? I'll do it. Okay, you do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the real dice. <laughs> oh, are you serious? Ot five. Okay. Yeah! You guys creep around to the left, and Rooster, you peek your head around, and you see ahead of you a movie theater with the seats have been removed. You see there are stairs that lead up to a balcony and a projector room square in the middle of the upstairs. You you can kind of see it there in the darkness with the red light. You see that there's about 15 people in here. About 10 of them are armed with firearms. Rowan, in the darkness, you see someone round the corner on the opposite side, kind of sneaking with, it looks like a hunting rifle. They haven't seen you yet. It's so dark, but you can see clearly. How close are they to me? They are about 60 to 80 feet away. They just rounded the corner. As you guys are at one corner of the screen, they're on the other corner of the screen. Do I think that I can get to them? I want to get to them and incapacitate them as quickly and quietly as possible. There is a possibility they will be able to see you. Okay. As you creep up on them. Okay, what are you, how are you going to incapacitate them? Because incapacitate is a pretty broad term. It is. I want to get up on this person as quickly and quietly as possible, wrap an arm around them and put them in a sleeper hold so that I can cut off their their airway so they can't scream for help and knock them out. Let's see if they see you on their way up. You happen to roll very well on your on your stealth roll. I did. They do not in the darkness because the lights were just cut off. Their eyes are still adjusting. And my eyes don't need that. No, they don't. Go ahead and give me an unearned roll. 19. All right. And then go ahead, roll for damage. Three. You're able to lock it in, and it takes a few moments. Actually, it takes four seconds to render somebody unconscious. And that person struggles a bit and then just drops. Now, you know that they will be coming back shortly. Getting choked out, you're only out for maybe 30 seconds. And we don't have time for me to do anything else, so... I'm going to pull out a pocket knife and cut his throat. Okay. You do so. And leave him there to bleed out. Rooster, River, and Quinn. What are you guys doing as you guys are around that other side? There are 15 people in here, and then there is a the stairs that lead up to the balcony on each side. There is some light coming in because the main door is slightly ajar to the theater. So the stairs to the balcony, are they anywhere near us? They're clear on the front side of the building. Okay, that's what I thought. Are the people upstairs or downstairs? Downstairs. You don't see anybody up in the balcony at the moment. And are all of those people armed? In some fashion or another. All of them are? All of them. I'm kind of looking through there to make sure that there's nobody I recognize in the crowd. 
No, you don't see anybody that you recognize in the crowd. I'll tap Rooster on the shoulder and kind of mime pulling a pin out of a grenade. I smile because I'm already holding one. (laughs) He's like, here we go. Yeah, exactly. I smile, hold it up and point at it, and then wave the two of them back. Is that about the point that you recognize that Rowan isn't there? (laughs) Probably. Yeah, I'll, I'll back up, look for Rowan. Rowan is crouched over someone at the other end, and it's kind of dark. You can tell it's Rowan just by stature. I'll try to get her attention and put my hands over my ears. Uh, she doesn't necessarily see it at the moment. She's kind of paying attention to, her, to the guy that she's about to slit his throat. How far away is the group of people? 30 feet? 40 feet? Can I roll it towards them to easily so it's quieter? Otherwise, I'll just throw it. You're prob- your best bet is probably going to throw it because you're going to be rolling uphill. Oh, okay. Because it's a movie theater, so it does kind of slant down just a hair. Yeah, then I'll pull the pin, throw, and then duck behind and cover my ears. Give me an athletics roll. A 64 out of 70. Okay. So you chuck the grenade. And with that, we're also going to need you to roll for damage. I thought it had a lethality roll. It does have a lethality roll. My apologies. 44. Damn it, the one time I get a double, a low crit, and it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, crits don't help in lethality. But you did eight points of damage to everyone there. So there's a loud explosion. Rowan, what the fuck? Now, because you're behind the wall, it does protect because they are soundproofed. You don't have any kind of immediate hearing damage, though it's probably not going to be good for you years down the road. Depends on if you survive years down the road. As soon as it goes off, I'm coming around the corner, gun up and taking out anybody who's trying to stand back up. Okay, I'm going to let you do that without a roll, because basically they're stunned, and you're able to, because your skill's high enough that you're able to put them down. You are going to have to reload, though, after this, after you uh, put these poor poor souls down. I drop the magazine, reload, immediately. You hear a loud noise coming from the in-house stereo system. I have waited so long for this. Father will only accept my sacrifice for those who violated us, who stole us from our homes. The Oni and its kin shall pay eightfold for the crimes they committed against us. You tortured us. You starved us. You kept us locked in tanks like we were zoo exhibits. Each poke and prod will be delivered back in multitudes. My kin will rise and strike down those who did that to us. And with the spilt blood upon this blasted earth, Father Dagon will awaken. He will carry us to Yantle. A physical hostage will burn away and allow our spirits transit. And those that don't wish to commune with Father Dagon, they will just burn away to dust. That is all of you. Thank you for coming here and being my sacrifice. Thank you for being an offering. The three of you from Delta Green. And Rowan's head perks up a little. Three. Aya, Dagon, Aya, home, home, Yantle. And you hear people outside chanting. One of the people that steps outside of the projector room, walks to the edge of the balcony, places a gun to their head, pulls the trigger, and they fall dead off of the balcony. I'm going to move up to Rooster and put a hand on his shoulder, leaning up a little because he's taller than I am. He can't see me. That's what I'm immune to. I want to go on the radio and just call Eyes. Did you see anybody with a PA? No, no. Uh, some of my guys, we're, some of us are pinned down. Shit, shit, shit. 
you hear another group. That was in-house. I think that was in the theater. Yeah. Rooster, did you ever work at a movie theater? Yeah, high school. Where's the PA system? It's in the projector room. And I'm going to look at him and go, he can't see me. Stay here. No. Take the right stairs, we'll take the left. Go. He only sees three from Delta Green. And I'll split off and, and start running. I'm running as low as I can, but moving as fast as I possibly can. I'm going to start moving, hoping the other two are behind me still, and trusting at this point they know to stick with me. Moving a little slower so that she'll get there first, but moving so that whoever it is is hopefully looking at us. I'm watching for anybody who looks like they might want to hurt us. So you guys make it to the top of the stairs. The balcony is actually pretty deep. There is some area up here. It looks like there at one time on the left side where the three of you are at, there was a bar. You see someone lying on the bar. They appear to be dead. And at the door, the door is slightly ajar. And inside, in a sing-song voice, Katie did, Katie did, Katie don't. I said don't. And a young girl's voice. And then you hear Katie scream. Good girl, Katie. Katie did, Katie did, Katie did. Can we see in the projector room at all? No. The door is just slightly ajar and it's painted black. It looks like there's a little bit of a, almost like an, a little bit of an antechamber and walls alongside to prevent light from coming in or going out to maintain darkness in a movie theater. I want to move towards that, that room. There is a door. Quietly. Quietly. And you can hear that singing on the other side. Does this sound like the same voice that was over the PA system? No. This was a young girl's voice. The voice over the PA system was definitely a man's. Probably the person who then came out and shot themselves. Maybe. Alright, so I'm going to move closer, like keeping low and moving. And so I have my glasses off and I'm looking through as best as I can, trying to see the best way to get in without alerting, I assume, Eva on the other side. And River walks forward and yells, All right, you wanted me? Here I am. I'm going to take guard position, pointing at the door. Daddy's come to see Father. Isn't that exciting? And then Katie lets out a scream, blood-curdling scream. Rowan, you're going to have to go through this door. Can I gauge where the woman's voice is coming from, the girl's voice that isn't Katie? So it's inside the room. It actually seems as though that it is fairly closer to you. Give me an alertness roll to see where, see if you can figure out who is kind of in that other room. 39 after, 39. out of 40. Okay. Or 50, excuse me. It sounds like the scream is closer to you than the other person talking. River, what are you doing? Going to the door? Yeah, walking toward the door, not making any attempt to hide. Gun ready. You have to open the door to get in. I'll open it. Rowan, do you want to open up the door on that side? Yes. Okay. Carefully and quietly to try and use the fact that River's being loud and distracting. That's a stealth roll. Do I get anything for the fact that he's giving me a distraction? Yeah, I'll give you 20. Thank you. You're welcome. Much obliged. And boy, did I need a 29 out of that 30. (laughs) All right, River, you open up the door and in front of you, you see that Katie is tied to a chair. It looks like her arms have been cut, thin cuts. And you see, standing there in overalls, a young girl with a wild mass of blonde hair. You've seen her before. You've seen those eyes only in a video. And she has a kitchen knife. I'm going to shoot her. Go for it. Would you like to use the plus 20% I gave you earlier? Yes, I would. 52. With a plus 20, I have a 63. And then go ahead and roll for damage. Slugs is 2d6. And that's a 6. 
She flies back and hits the ground. Center mass, you put the shot where it went and counted. Katie screams. Rowan, the door opens. And you see Katie there and River. River, the door on the other side opened up. Are you going to fire at that other door? I'm going to aim at the other door. But I do know Rowan is coming. As soon as I hear the shot, I want to come in and sweep the other corners. You're making your way toward it. Quinn, I presume, is probably following up as well. Rowan, where the projector would be, you see a eight-foot-tall tube or tank, and inside there's glowing green liquid, and there is someone floating there. River, you look over and see this as well. So the woman, Eva, came flying at me? Yes, she hit the ground. She was hit pretty much point blank with a shotgun slug in the chest. I'm going to glance down to make sure she's not getting up and then look up at this glowing thing, stepping forward a little bit because I don't realize that I don't realize that River is aiming at me. River, you see this as well. I drop my shotgun, go to Katie and say, it's all right, honey, I'm here. Daddy. And, and like she looks at you, it's you, okay. Oh. And she's bound and she's crying and she, her head's on your shoulder. Quinn and Rooster, you guys come in. I think as soon as Quinn sees Katie, she'll also run over. Is everything all right? Katie, it's Katie, right? Are you all right? Uh, 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 And she's just kind she's just wailing. I'm going to pull out my combat knife and go, glasses, and hand it to her hilt first. Ropes. I'm not looking at him. I am focused on this green thing and moving toward it. At the same time Rooster does that, River is holding his hand out to Rooster saying, knife. And a knife appears in your hand. (laughs) A knife appears in your hand, and I look back up at Rowan, who's walking toward it. And I want to see what she's doing. So I have my gun down loose in my right hand, down at my side, looking up at this thing. Do I... Do I sense anything? Do I hear anything? What, what what am I experiencing as I get closer to this? Silence. Times two. In front of you, you see a glowing green tank. There is someone in the tank. His eyes are quite large. His nose is really non-existent. His lips are misshapen. He's kind of sunken in. Very prominent cheekbones. He does not have ears. There is a row of bones or spines that are across the top of his skull. The skin on his arms and his legs are drawn tight, so you can actually see the muscle and the bones here. He is wearing pants. His hands are exceptionally large and a bit webbed. There's claws at each of the hands. I need everybody to roll a sanity check. Yeah. River, you don't need to. You are so focused on your daughter, you don't even really see this See this person. Good. I got a 44. Ooh. 46 out of 56. 23 out of 44. All right, Quinn, what is your sanity? My current sanity is 74. Okay, good. So, Quinn, you're able to kind of... You steal yourself better than the rest. Everybody else does take one point of sanity other than River. You are fine with this. Even though you guys succeeded, you know, you'd still take one because you're seeing something that's considered unnatural. Can I push that off on a bond? You can push that off on a bond. I'm going to push that off on my sister, who I'm not on good terms with anyway, and lose the one willpower. Okay. 
Oh, but you were going to have dinner. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Everybody gets three points of unnatural, except for Quinn, who gets six. Ooh. Ooh. Sorry, River, you don't get any unnatural on this one. It's okay. I've got enough for now. Is that immediately, or is that like a check? Put it as a check for now. We'll add it on later, because you guys aren't going to be able to make use of that at the moment. Rooster, you here. Inside your head, no one cares about you. I can care about you. I can take care of you. I look around to see if anyone else is reacting. Nope. Just let me in. Let me in. We don't have to worry about your sister anymore. We don't have to worry about your family or your mother or how she dealt with you. Or how they cast you aside. You don't have to be a failure anymore. I'm just gonna look at the tank. You know what? I've already got enough voices in my head. You're sure lucky that she deserves the shot more than me. Glasses, kill this thing and let's go home. And my hand tightens around the gun when he says that because I don't hear anything and the silence is as unnerving as a voice might be. And I bring the gun up and go, just as well you can't see me, and take the shot. The shot is so loud and the shattering of the glass glowing part seems to just pour out with the water. The glass falls to pieces onto the ground. The thing inside drops to the ground with a wet thud. You hear people screaming outside. You notice that the radio, you have no contact to the outside radio at the moment. As soon as I see this thing hit the ground, I'm just going to keep shooting at it. I'm going to unload my magazine into its head over and over and over and just in whatever light there is, her face is all angles and cold. River and Quinn, you two are tending to Katie, yes? Yeah, I'm going to cut the bonds and get her out of this room and try to find some place with good cover. Behind the bar. Well, as soon as Katie is free and Quinn sees that River is ushering her behind the bar, she would at least try to go see the situation to make sure that they don't need backup for anything. As you guys leave the projector room, the radio comes back on and it's just people screaming and yelling and it does not sound good. Shit, shit, we're being overrun. I'm going to yell into it. Exfil, Exfil, we have the target. You're not sure that your voice has gone out. Time to go. Katie, can you walk? She's not saying shit. She's just latched onto River. River, let's go. I, I've got her. Glasses, rear guard. Got it. And I'm taking off down the stairs. I want to get a look out the front door. There are piles of bodies. Because you are immune to violence, you don't have to roll. But if there's everyone else following you... Are we going out the front door? We're not going out the front door. No, I wanted to get a, a look at what's happening there first. Because, fortunately or unfortunately, this isn't the first time Rooster's seen something like this. And he just looks back at them and goes, not this way, and heads towards the back door. And I'm going to trust him on that and not look and run. Still on guard, gun still out. You make it to the back door, and you see out in the area because it's remember it's wide open everything is kind of quiet you do see that there's violence going on neighbors are cutting down and shooting other neighbors in front of you it's almost a symphony of violence 
and you are at the door. You have a panel truck in front of you, as well as a food truck. Which one's closer? The panel truck is closer. It has no keys. Shrimp truck. The shrimp truck does. Okay. We're bulldozing our way through the town. I'm going to look at glasses and goes, I get shotgun this time. Oh, am I driving? At this point, he knows she's taken special spook combat driving things. and he's She's not a shot. spook. She's a cop. Spooks are CIA. Still a better driver than he is. And I'll take the, the keys, rev the truck to life. Everyone hang on to something. There is still a dead body in the back here. Yeah, that sucks. I'm not dealing with it this time. I'm loaded up in the front. Where are Ortega and her folk? All over. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to tap the radio and say, if any of the Marines can hear me, we're in the shrimp truck. We're, we're going to try to get as many of you as we can. It's a food truck. I'm going to call in and go, heading west, paralleling Akron Road. We're in the shrimp burrito truck. Join if you can. Exfil, Exfil. We're locked down at the motel. We got one of our guys up on top of the crow's nest doing overwatch. Can you get us? On our way. Give me directions. Give me a drive roll. Here we go. 33 out of 50. Yay. So you're bouncing through the dirt area. You're cutting through areas where there are no roads. You get onto second and you're at the back and the the Marines see you and they, they cover and they fire back. Everyone is severely outnumbered. People are still shooting. I actually hear the shot ring out and hit the truck. I'm keeping it moving as best as I can so that it is a harder target to hit while the Marines are heading for us. And I'm adding what cover fire I can from the passenger seat. Quinn, anything you can do to help too? I am lying in the back of the truck with Katie up a bench, the most solid thing I can find, and me shielding the other side and also between her and the body. I mean... If Quinn is able to shoot from something, she will, but I tell her she's going to be much of a good shot. Covering fire. Yeah, you can you can provide cover fire. So go, everybody that's giving pr- suppression fire, go ahead and give me a firearm troll. A four. Okay. A uh, 64 out, out of 73. You guys are able to provide cover, and Quinn, you open up the back door as Marines start coming in, and a guy turns around, wheels around one of the buildings with a rifle and is about to fire a shot, and you get a shot off. And he drops as you take him out, and the other one's like, oh, thanks. They pile in. Now, the food truck's getting a little bit tight, but there's now a bunch of Marines in here as well. Maybe the Marines can (laughs) chuck out the dead body. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, who's this? Not one of ours. Sorry, dude. And it is ejected from the uh, side window, the serving window of the food truck. Ortega, is that everyone? Uh, we got almost everybody. We got some people on, on foot coming back to the annex. All right, is everyone out? Yes. What the fuck is that? Which that? There's a news truck driving right into this. Are you fucking serious? I am not joking. I'm going to drive to intercept. <sighs> As she drives, I look at her and go, this is off the books. I can't do anything for Mustang, but at least I can keep someone from getting killed. Copy that. Drive in front. Yep. So you cruise down First Street. You're hauling ass and you see the news van pull up and you see a kid with a backpack toss a backpack in the road in front of the truck. There's an explosion and the truck gets put onto its side. The food truck does? No, the news van. Can I get a shot at the kid? Yes. 
Is it a kid that we recognize? No. 37. Roll for damage. Ought four. Teenager is dead. I jump out of the truck, and as I do, yell, Go! Back to the rendezvous point! And I'll book it. And I'm running for the truck to see if anyone's alive in it. All right, so you jumped out on your own. You get to the truck. Rowan, you've got the truck and it's moving fast. Quinn, you see that Rooster stayed back. Rooster, you get to the truck and you see that the driver is the cameraman and he does he does not seem to have made it. He died in the accident. But you do see that Chris Price is still there and she's trying frantically to undo her seatbelt, but she just does not have the mental capacity to do so. I'm going to reach in, unbuckle, and just yank her up, pull her out. She's punching at you and struggling and screaming. As soon as I get her out, I just get right in her face and I scream, RUN! And shove her back the way she came, back towards the annex. She starts running and you see one of her heels breaks and she stumbles. I roll my eyes really hard. I'm just gonna run and just chuck her over my shoulder and run. Okay. Do I need to make a strength roll, athletics, something? As you go to pick her up, you feel something bite into you as you get shot. Okay. He is wearing full body armor. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're wearing full body armor that gives you five, because I rolled an eight. So I'm down three. You're down three. It knocks you forward. The Kevlar of the body armor protects it from puncturing into you, but you still got shot in the kidneys. Oh, yeah. It's one of the worst strikes that, you know, you've been shot, you've been hit before. You've had a purple heart, but this sucked. Knocks you forward, and you're about to pick her up, and Chris Price just goes tumbling. And she looks back at you. And then her eyes go cold as another shot gets taken, and her eyes are just wide looking at you. Does she look the same way that Edgar Allan Poe did that time? No, she looks like she's dead. I get up and run. Okay. It's fucking hard for you to run. But go ahead and give me a luck roll. 11. Excellent. You're able to get to a bit of cover and almost creep your way out. Rowan and Food Truck Crew, you guys make it back to the annex. Good, because if I wasn't able to get out, I was calling for the truck to come back. Rooster, above you, you hear... And you see that there is a drone about 30, 40 feet above you. In the radio, I'm going to say... I'm fine. Stealthing out. Go slow. We're at the medicine annex. Be careful. Overwatch. Advise. And I'll just continue until they, unless they say to stop. You guys look at your watches. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. You don't know where the time went. It just ran very quickly. You're back at the annex. Those at the annex, what are you guys doing here? Are we safe? The Marines are like, as safe as we can be. Where's Rooster? Back. He's creeping up. We, we need to go get him. He'll be fine. He's creeping. He's going slow. He's, he's on radio. He'll yell if he needs us. Overwatch is giving, you hear them giving Rooster directions and calling out enemies. And occasionally you hear the crack of a, a rifle from up above. And then you hear one down, clear left, crawl forward. There's a rock. Creeping with two spotters makes it easier for you, but it's going to take you a while to get back. Those people are still murdering everyone. Ortega looks at you. Uh, affirmative. Looks to be the case. There cannot be that many more people who aren't cultists in there. 
Looks like they're turning on themselves. Anyone have a pair of binoculars? Binoculars get handed to you. They point up to the roof. I'm going to take the binoculars and head up. You folks have a medic? We did not bring the corpsman. The corpsman could not wake up this morning. What do you need? Need someone to look at my daughter. One of the female Marines comes over. Goes, all right, I could look her over. They start asking Katie questions, and Katie is just sobbing. She's not wailing anymore. She's just not responsive. And the Marine, it says Reynolds on her name tag. She's looking her over. Uh, superficial, 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 superficial. She's asking her questions. Can I touch here? Can I look here? Is this okay? And Katie doesn't say much. Reynolds looks at you and goes, I think she's okay. I think she just got cut up a bit. She's going to need a lot of antibacterial, and I don't think any of these really need stitches. Maybe this one. Maybe super glue. I'm going to pull my phone out and text to Jen. It's okay. She's safe. Your phone rings. Jennifer is calling. I text. Can't talk now. It rings again. She psychodials you. Understandably so. And then she sends then she sends a message back. Is she okay? Are you okay? Yes. Couple hundred miles away. You bastard, tell me more. <laughs> you hear the sounds of sirens, and you see a helicopter fly over. And Rooster, it takes about 45 minutes for you to get back. And I'm up on top of the annex at this point, watching Mustang die. And Quinn wants to call her sister. Okay. Kanika picks up. They left about 10 minutes ago. Are you, are you okay? I'm okay. They wanted to know about you. Okay. As long as you're safe, we don't need to talk about it now. But don't let anybody else in the house. Okay. Are you okay? I'm fine. I got more information about that, about that drug. It looks really good. Are we sure? We'll talk about it when I get back. Okay. Sammy says hi. Yeah, tell her to say hi as well, and just pretend like no one's home. Lock the doors. Don't let anyone else in. Okay, what's going? You'll tell me when you get when you get back. What's going yes. on? Yes, yes. Does this have anything to do with something like mom? Not the same side as that, but we'll talk about everything when I get back. Okay, I love you. I'll talk to you soon. I love you too. And she'll hang up. Mustang, you see that police are coming in, and then you see a SWAT team come in. From your vantage point, you get a good view of absolutely everything going on. You hear Ortega going, we got everybody back. We should either go talk to the cops or beat feet. What's the call, FBI? From up on the roof, still with the glasses to my eyes, I reply quietly over the radio. We were never here. Roger that. All right, everybody pack up. Let's go. Anybody got gunshot wounds or got GSWs? One of them? Okay. Two of them? All right. Get back to base. We had a training accident. I'm bruised. I'll be fine. You sure? I'm gonna feel. It's in the kidneys. I'm guessing it's through the armor. I'm guessing it's not a puncture. It's uh... It's not a puncture, but you have the 30-06 slug embedded in the Kevlar. Hurts like a son of a bitch. I'll live. Ortega, we might need to ride back. Our vehicle's in the middle of that. She looks at the food truck. Like, you don't want to drive the food truck? Rowan is just stone-faced. Still watching everything. Not really. A little obvious. What should we do with it? I look at the last rental. It's over there. It's still charred. I know. I'm going to reach down into a pocket and pull out a ketchup bottle full of Purell. Probably a lot of cooking grease already in that truck. (laughs) 
I don't think you need that. They got these propane bottles right here. Now finally set the glasses down and just lean on the edge of the building looking over. Just solemn. Let's get out of here. And come walking down slowly. She's taken no injuries, but she moves like every joint hurts. I'm gonna wait until all but our ride is gone, and then I'll do something in the kitchen that makes it look, you know, put a little grease on the... If it's gas, I'll just let the gas go and uh, walk out and not look back because badasses walk away from explosions. Yes, but what do you do? Oh. <laughs> I'll go get in the... I'm sorry, I couldn't resist, ignore me. <laughs> no, that's... I'm gonna get in the car and then, hoping nobody sees it, can't resist, look over my shoulder, big old grin, and go... Reminds me of high school. Let's go. Who Who is our ride? Is it Ortega? Yes. Okay. All right. And I'll hand the, the glasses back to Ortega and look at her and go, thank you for being there for us. Sorry to drag you into a shit show. That was a shit show. Where are we going? And she looks back at Katie. I think we go back to our hotel. Or if you have somewhere that's safe to check everyone over first, then we go there. I'll actually say, wait, and then give the address of the empty house where we had stashed the gear, because it was that empty model house. Yep, the one that Sodi provided you. Mm-hmm. And I'll give the address. I'll look at Ortega and say, if you want to be read in, we'll read you in. If you want to forget about this, I understand. Can we talk about this tomorrow? With any luck, we'll be gone. I'll still be here. If you want to talk about it tomorrow, we can talk about it tomorrow. Okay, you got my number. We can always talk. Or whatnot. So you guys drive back to the safe house. There is a younger guy that's there because Ortega gave the address to the corpsman. And he's kind of like shaking his head. And he was told that there was a training accident. That's where everybody went to go get patched up. Back to the safe house. We should probably warn Sodi that those carpets will never be the same again. That's okay. It's all tile. There's no carpets. The blood pulls easily and you can just simply squeegee it off. So we've seen. A text pops up for River. It says, Did you cowboy up? Suits are asking questions. Be safe. I have more to tell you. Lee Van Cleef. I'll text back. yippee Kaye, MF. And with that, I need to know what you guys are doing for final debrief. What are you doing next? Well, first question, do I get patched up at all? Yes. You're going to be pissing blood for a while. They don't really even patch you up. There's not much that they could do. The corpsman looks at you and he's like, ooh, shit, that's going to suck. And he pokes it a couple times. I'm going to turn and half-heartedly deck him. He's like, all right, so here's what you need to do. Get your ass to a grocery store, get cranberry extract, get cranberry juice. Drink as much as you can. You don't want to get a UTI because of all the blood you're going to be passing. We do have some meds that we could use elsewise, but since this was a quote unquote training accident, I can't get those prescribed for you. I'm not even active anymore. Won't work anyway. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. Then go hit up the hospital because they've got some antibiotics for you, but I would still recommend that. Besides, it'll help you hydrate because you look like you, have, you haven't been out in the desert in a while. Damn it. It was less effort when I actually got shot. Well, you made it this far. Oorah. He has coated Katie's arms with antibacterial and bandaged a lot of them and one of them did require sutures and he was able to suture up actually a couple of them required sutures not many and so he got her her stitched up and she's still kind of catatonic 
I'm actually going to come over to Katie and the corpsman and crouch down next to her and say quietly, I know it feels safer in there, but it's better to come out and talk about it. I've been in the same place. Your dad is here for you, and I suspect you're going to be seeing a therapist. I don't understand why, why that song won't leave my head. What the hell does Aya Daigan Aya mean? I'm actually going to pull a card out of my little portfolio, flip it over, and write my personal cell number on the back and hand it to her. I know that song too, for similar reasons. If you need someone to talk to, I keep weird hours. You can call anytime. She takes the card and holds it, kind of crushes it a little bit in her hand. She still hasn't really let go of her dad. But hey, for what it's worth, you will get through this. I did. I promise you, if you're anything like your dad, you're strong and you're smart and you're going to get through this. River's phone buzzes from Jennifer. What is going on? I'm going to take Katie to a place with a little bit of privacy and call Jen. We're going to say that you guys have a private conversation with them, with Katie and her mom and you. Things calm down a bit. It seems as though that there has been a pressure relieved from your chests. Quinn, you get a message that says, report in, director has questions. Do I recognize who it's coming from? No. Is it usual for me not to recognize? Oftentimes, you'll catch some of these. So yeah, it's not that bad. You do have a phone number for one of the directors. I mean, she'll she'll do that okay. as soon as she can. Are you okay, Agent Quinn? I am a bit of a scratch, but uh, yeah, I'm okay. We have eyes on the ground, and we've seen what happened. Return to DC immediately for debrief. Airfare is handled. You'll be flying out of Yuma on a marine flight. Okay, time? 6 p.m. Got it. Until to kind of hold silent, make sure there's nothing else. That's it. And then she'll hang up. What time is it right now? Noon. Okay. Are we back at the hotel? No, we're in the safe house. Yeah, in the safe house. Quinn will probably try to find Rowan. Rowan is sitting off by herself. She's staying out of the way of the general hustle and bustle. She wasn't hurt and just... She's taken her necklace off and is sort of running the chain over and over through her fingers, just watching everyone. Glances up when Quinn approaches. Hey, grab a corner of wall. (laughs) Yeah, and Quinn will happily collapse next to her. You doing all right? I have no idea what I'm thinking and feeling right now. It's a lot. Yeah. How about you? How you doing? I'm... I'm all right. (laughs) Happy we got out of there alive. Wondering why I was even sent on this mission to begin with, I don't know if I really helped. <laughs> or helped in the way that I usually help, at least, on these assignments. <laughs> well, for whatever it's worth, our cell tends to not help in the way that we expect to. Hmm. They want me back in DC. They've got me on a flight in six hours. I wouldn't be surprised if I go straight from the plane to a debrief. Who are you debriefing with? You know them. (laughs) They don't let me know that ahead of time, and I probably won't even know once I'm there. Yeah, fair enough. My past assignments, these debriefs have been pretty run-of-the-mill. I have a feeling this one will be different. (laughs) And, you know, I think you've... Oh, I don't know. 
if you know them any better than I do, but is there anything I should forget? Well, it depends. Are you talking to Delta Green or are you talking to the FBI? Yeah. Um, the former. You know Inez? Yes. She's the one who recruited me. And, yeah, Quinn looks a little surprised because she didn't realize that. So, if she's involved at any point, tell her I say hi. And they already know how fucked up I am. And they chose to put me on this mission. You don't need to forget anything. Quinn just nods. Well, I mean, I'm not leaving yet, but if we don't cross paths again, it was an honor working with you. You can say no, if you like. I won't hold it against you. But I have your number. Would it be alright if every once in a while I borrow, well, I buy an hour of your time to talk about this shit? Quinn considers. She's trying to think of if, um, you know, like given their history, if she could be the best support. And then she just, just shrugs her shoulders and says, <laughs> yeah, call me anytime and you don't have to pay. It would help to occasionally talk to a therapist who gets it, who has been out there in this capacity. I My therapist is quite good, but there are things I can't tell her. And I trust you. And I hope, I hope that our paths cross again. <laughs> oh, maybe not professionally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next time I'm out in DC, I'll find you, buy you a drink. That sounds perfect. Rooster, Ortega comes over to you. She's got her head in her hand. She looks up at you. That was fucking weird. Foreign and domestic, right? You got it. And that's about as foreign as you can get. Remember why I said that uh, I saw some shit that kicked me out? Yeah. <laughs> that is what a security contractor has to do on an FBI task force. Yeah, well, I still have a little bit of time left in. Alright, I have a question for you. I got an answer. Let's see if they match. What was up with that statue? I put my hands up, I do the thing, and I go, Mermaids. Mermaids. River! What's going on with River? River has kind of recovered from a long conversation and wanders back in and sits down next to Rowan and says, So, are we done? Yeah. Yeah, it's all over, but the report writing and figuring out which lie we're going to tell to the normies. Right. I, I just have one question. You asked Ortega if she wanted a, to forget. You don't actually have a flashy thing, do you? I stared down at my folded hands, breathing slowly. Once we got ourselves and the Marines out of Mustang, I watched that town die. I bore witness to every brutal, painful murder until the last person dropped. A 
slender teenager dressed all in black. I blink and tears fall onto my hands. <clears throat> I stayed in Yuma for a few days afterward while the others packed out. I had work to wrap up as the FBI agent assigned to the case and as the leader of our cell. I barely recognize my voice. It sounds so cold and distant, as if my heart isn't breaking all over again at the senseless murder of the town of Mustang. Reardon and I wrapped up the case from the local and federal standpoint, though I'm sure the cases of family members looking for answers continues to this day. And I read Ortega in as a friendly. After everything she'd been through, it was easy to tell her enough of the rest to bring her into the fold. The G-Man adjusts his posture in the chair. That was not the story that was officially released, though. Officially, the story is that a separatist militia called the Sons of Freedom sparked off a huge firefight when an ATF warrant was served. That, along with stories of ricin in various states of development, was enough to get the town shut down. Not that it was necessary with every man, woman, and child in Mustang killed. There were 636 people in that town. I finally look up, wiping my hand under my eyes. <sighs> I know every single name. They're burned into my memory. Why? Because someone should remember. Someone should know the truth. I shrug wearily, looking down at my hands again. And no one else would do it. Many things in history have been lost to the oblivion, whether naturally or through forced persuasion. The G-Man glances back at the mirror, under his breath. You may be the only one left to remember. A long silence descends over the room as I struggle to collect my thoughts. The images of Mustang's death are seared into my mind and heart, making it difficult to focus on anything else. It was so senseless. All of it. We were all suffering because of the rage and the pain caused by a covenant with Deep Ones and Delta Green's response. None of us were responsible for what happened a century ago. Most of the people responsible have been dead for years. But we paid the price. Ryan and his daughter died because of his grandfather's actions. Mustang died because of what Delta Green did to Innsmouth and its people, the children and grandchildren paying for the sins of the fathers. I close my eyes and reach blindly for my glasses. I'm sorry. I'm so tired. The G-Man silently rises and offers his hand to you to stand and lead you to the door. As you walk away, he leans against the inside of the door jamb and sighs. I walk the now familiar halls in a fog, barely aware of where I am. The sounds of Mustang ring in my head. I can't escape the screams and explosions. Walking into my room, I go straight to my bed, kicking my shoes off and curling up in a tiny ball under the covers. There, hidden from the two bright lights and the cameras, I fight to hold back sobs as I break down crying. You've done well, my little girl. They will not be forgotten. You shall carry them to Yantale. 
You have witnessed firsthand what a father will do for the children he loves. Remember, Sammy, I am with you always. Always. Aya <laughs> Dagon Aya. There were a lot of people who went into making this episode as special and as deep as it is, and the Redacted Reports would like to take a moment to thank everyone who sent in their voices for the chant that underlined the majority of what happened in Mustang. So without further ado, special thanks first to Jerundu, whose voice led in this episode of the Redacted Reports. Adina Alpert. Jack-Jack. Tyler G. Woida. Carl Sage. Brown Jenkins, Steph Schwartz. Sarah Hawkins. Cora Fowler. Jason Youngblood, Grace McCarthy, Chris Murdies, Heather Nay, Nicholas Bowen, Hyatt Jordan, Nico Jordan, Kyle Wade, Grant Corvin, The Baroness, Abby Johnson, Arthur C. Trout, Celia Nilo, James Dunham, Lee Clark, Luxmer, Guy Foxwell, Michael Clark, Fleeg Hollander, Amber Caps, Moira Hirschfeld, Ren Hirschfeld, Alana, Rob Wesson III, Carlson W. Smith, M. John Schmidt, Nina Elisa V. Lady Bedivere. Alexander Hollins. Andrea Hiphoff Reynolds. Shadow Walker. Marine Teresa Williams. Emily Warner. Brittany Edwards. Noah Brown. Van Fierwolf. And with special thanks to the West Kingdom Choir. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Laura Domingo, and I play Quinn. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 2 is based on the scenario Ex Oblivioni by Dennis Detweiler. If you like our story, there are many ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Victor Von B., Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Skelly Lichboy, Tom Padula, and Ben Warner. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Join us next week, because outside the bounds of reality lurk entities with names unpronounceable by the human tongue, creatures of hunger and rage that would like nothing more than to devour our insignificant universe.